0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins In-Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm currently recording from my hotel room in Indianapolis. Uh, the host and the home of the NFL scouting combine uh, landed in Indianapolis Monday night uh, and in preparation for uh, the entire week of the combine, talking to some of the top uh, draft prospects, as well as uh, uh, Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel, who's scheduled to speak to reporters Wednesday afternoon. A uh, pretty busy day for me on Tuesday. I'm sure so you can see the bags under my eyes. Uh, despite, uh, you know, the prospects not uh, working out yet, it was a pretty eventful day. Um, I got a one-on-one interview with uh, Mike McDaniel, which uh, I was able to um, put up on the Miami Herald website. So if you want to check that out, there's a lot of really, really good content and good nuggets from uh, McDaniel. You can check that out on the website. I'm also excited to share some of the audio as well, um, if you uh, weren't able to, to read it on the website. Uh, but first, I really want to get into uh, this week, the NFL scouting combine um the dolphins as you all know are picking number 29 overall um after you know various uh, series of trades um their their position is is locked in and now as they you know begin this week of evaluation um they're looking to see who they might uh pick with that slot and um really i I want to say as we as we enter this period you know free agency starting in about a week or so um, you know, and then you have a, a bunch of transactions and moves. Uh, I think this is definitely an opportunity to stick, a, take a step back and, um, you know, really keep all options on the table and really to consider all options when it comes to who the dolphins might eventually select uh, what that number 25, 29 overall pick. If they, if they do decide to, to stay in that slide and pick, you know, they very well could trade out of it or trade up who knows. Um, But, but again, I mean, this is a brand new regime with with Mike McDaniel and his, his new coaches, his, his new coaching staff working with Chris Greer. Um, And really, I really do believe that everything's on the table. You know, if you look at a lot of mock drafts um, that are, you know, Definitely premature, but it's still fun to kind of take a look at who the Dolphins might pick. Um, it seems like the general consensus is that they're going to go in the offensive direction um, and specifically offensive line, offensive tackle or wide receiver. Um, those are definitely probably the, the team's two biggest needs. Um, And, you know, if they were able to add an impact player at either of those positions, it it'd go a long way to kind of turning around the fortunes of this team in the first year under McDaniel. Uh, but again, I, I really do see everything uh, being on the table. You know, again, um, we, we still don't know what free agency holds for this team. Uh, we don't know what they're going to do with their own free agents. Um, you know, the two biggest names that as we've talked about the past couple of weeks are Mike Misecki and Emmanuel Agba. Those are two really, really big parts of the team. And if they're, you know, to, to lose one or both of those guys, I mean, I think tight end potentially, um, is an option at number 29, depending on, you know, how some of these guys test. Um, defensive line is definitely a, a possible option with that top pick. Um, the, the general consensus is that um, this isn't, you know, the 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 top end value. It's it's not what it's been in previous years. Um, but there, I think there's going to be a lot of really, really good options at positions that you wouldn't say are big needs at, at, at around the number 29 range. Um, but again, I do think that there's a good chance that, and, and I would hope that, the Dolphins wouldn't necessarily pigeonhole themselves um into saying, okay, we have to take an offensive tackle. We have to take a wide receiver. I think that there's definitely going to be a lot of really good options at various positions. And um, if the Dolphins want to take that best player available approach, I mean, there's definitely going to be a lot of really solid options there. Um, But really, I mean, when, when you look at the various positions of need, again, just kind of breaking it down and looking at some of the prospects, I mean, uh, I definitely do want to start with the offensive line. And um, this is a position that I was looking at back in the senior bowl uh, when some of the top uh, upperclassmen gathered in mobile and I was able to watch some of them. I think um, one name that came out to me, uh, stood out to me was uh, Daniel Falele, um, a really big offensive lineman, offensive tackle from Minnesota. I wrote about him in my preview uh, a couple of days ago, kind of breaking down some of the prospects. I I think the offense fans should have their eyes on Again, this guy's six, nine, so he's not going to be hard to, he's not going to be, um, hard to miss in Indianapolis working out, um, 6'9", 380 pounds, but has really good feet moves really well. Um, I, th- I think his performance in mobile was kind of, you know, up and down. Um, you definitely saw, saw the physical traits, but he, he's a raw kid in terms of him only playing football, um, a couple of years, you know, starting to play football a couple of years ago. So he's definitely somebody that um, needs development. I don't know if he's necessarily that plug and play player that, uh, the dolphins probably need at the offensive tackle position. Um, But if you look at somebody who has a really high ceiling, um, I I don't know if you can go higher than him. You know, I also think of a guy like Bernard uh, Raymond, um, who like uh, Daniel Falele started playing football a couple of years ago. Um, But again, he's 6'7", 6'6", moves really well. And one thing that, you know, it was really needed in this, uh, this zone running scheme that Mike McDaniel is looking to implement is people who can move around really well at the offensive line position. So, um, you tend to see, and even talking with Matt Applebaum, the new, um, uh dolphins offensive line coach he said that you definitely put a premium uh on on speed because you want somebody who can get out get out in space and get to their position to to block um you know defenders um so again when you can kind of marry the size and the speed you know six seven six eight six six um but also get somebody who can who moves really well and can get to their spots quickly I think that's that's definitely a match made in heaven. Uh and the last guy I'm definitely keeping my eye out for at the offensive line position uh, is Zion Johnson who uh actually was coached by Matt Applebaum, not only in Boston college, but in Davidson before he transferred to Boston college. Um, so obviously there's familiarity familiarity there. Um, he's one of the top interior offensive linemen in the, in the draft, and um, you know he impressed a lot of scouts by his willingness to take snaps at center. Um, so I mean he's he's a guy where it seems like um, he if you're looking for a plug and play guy, he's definitely uh the guy that you're looking for. Again, he, he's an interior offensive lineman, so he doesn't really solve the problem at tackle, which is really the Dolphins' greatest needed offensive line. But 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 again, when when you're talking about a guy that you can maybe plug in from day one. And, and fill in and lock down a spot um, you know I don't think that you'd, you'd find anybody within the Dolphins brass that's complaining about that um, so I know I know a lot of Dolphins fans are really um, really paying a lot of close attention on the offensive line these days those are some guys that I mean in terms of the day one 29th overall pick I think that those are definitely um, options um, but, but another position that I'm really looking at is wide receiver. Um, again, we, we know how much Jalen Waddle kind of shouldered the load in terms of pass catching. Um, you know, you had Devonte Parker in and out of the lineup, Preston Williams, not necessarily make the impact that many people thought. So, um, you, you definitely would think that, while wow, this is seems like it's going to be a run first offense and a run heavy offense. You definitely need to add more explosiveness next, to uh, Jalen Waddle. And in a a conference call last week, um, NFL Network draft analyst um, Daniel Jeremiah suggested that the Dolphins build a track team. Like he said, hey, Tua is really good at, you know, the RPO slant. He said, "Uh, one thing that Tua will do is he'll he'll slant you to death. And we saw that a lot in the, uh, uh, you know, in this past season. Sometimes it wasn't as, you know, productive as we would have hoped it would have been but two is really really good run the slant pad pass so jeremiah thinks that you know they should just get a bunch of a bunch of speed demons and kind of try to make like a form of the kansas city chiefs and i'm not opposed to that I, i'm really not uh, one guy that he brought up um who he thinks he's going to be available with the 29th overall pick is jahan dotson um a wide receiver from penn state he's about 511 184 um he, he thinks that you know, Dotson's going to run in the four, three range. So that, that I mean, that, again, if you're trying to look for a track team, that that's perfect right there. Um, you know, I think one thing that really is beneficial about him is that um, while he might get that reputation for just being like a burner being a guy that you just put in the slot, cause he's not, you know he's not over six feet or whatever, two hundred pounds. Um, he's played like inside and out. He's played all the various positions, and that's another thing that Jeremiah said. He thinks McDaniel was gonna emphasize in this offense guys that you can move around in different parts of the field, so you can kind of make everything look the same. You don't want to kind of pigeonhole yourselves and and put one guy in one spot and kind of you know kind of kind of give a tell to the defense to show what you're going to do. Um, again, he, he's a really good route runner. So we can play inside and outside. He can beat man coverage. Um, so I think that, you know, he's a guy that I I'd love to see in this offense. Um, another wide receiver who he mentioned, who I, I didn't write about cause he's probably not going to be doing any testing, but is, uh, is Jameson Williams, uh wide receiver from Alabama. You know, obviously that'd be a great storyline, um, you know, putting the uh, two Alabama guys at wide receiver, um, you know, obviously um he, he he didn't play with uh, Jalen Waddle, but you know there's an Alabama connection there. Um, Jameson is is another guy who just you know he he's a he's a he's a deep threat. Um, you know we saw it a lot um, in Alabama before he tore his uh, ACL unfortunately in uh, college um, football playoffs. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where if you draft him at 29, you're, you're kind of doing it with the expectation that he's not going to be ready for the season. He might not be ready till the second half of the season, but it's kind of like you planned a long game. Um, and you know that, um, you know, when he gets back on the field, or at least you hope that when he gets back on the field, he's really going to provide a lot uh provide a lot of, you know, dynamic play, a lot of speed. Um, it's, it's one of those situations where, again, he's not going to, he's not going to test, you know, he's not going to be running the 40 because he's still in the middle of, of his rehab have but you definitely want to talk to him, kind of get a feel for for where he at, where he's at physically, and kind of run those tests, and kind of talk with your medical staff, and come and see whether you know the physical part checks out, and whether you think he's going to be back to or back around where he was when he was in college. But again, um, if the medical side, if the physical set, um, you know the the physical check out, your medical staff gives it uh, gives the green light. Um, I think that's a steal. I mean, he's a guy who. I mean, he was, before the injury, he was talked about being, you know, one of the first, if not the first wide receiver taken off the board. Um, So for you to get like a top 15 value at number 29, um, you know, I don't think you can ask for more if you're a Dolphins fan. Um, So those are two guys at wide receiver that I'm looking at. Um, But I want to switch to defense to kind of round out my list. You know, again, um, it seems like the offense and, you know, the offense is definitely what needs the most work on this team. But again, I, I don't think that, you should count anything out at this point in terms of what position the Dolphins will target at number 29, because we just don't know what the makeup of this team is going to be. I mean, even the coaching staff putting, trying to put together playbooks. I to talked to Mike McDaniel about it and he said, you know, he, he's taking steps towards crafting the playbook, but you just really can't get a real sense for like what you're going to run until you actually get the guys in the building and you know exactly who's going to be on your team for the the upcoming season. You know, the dolphins have uh, a ton of free agents. They have a ton of money. So this team most likely is going to look a lot different than it currently looks, you know, March 1st, when I'm recording this, it's going to look a lot different in the coming weeks and months. Um, But again, on the defense side of the ball, I think that while this was a unit that was one of the league's best over the second half of the season when the Dolphins won, you know, their last eight of nine, this is still a defense that, you know, could still use a little bit of tweaks, they could use some depth, they could use some impact players at spots. Um, And really the first spot that I'm looking at is inside linebacker. We saw Jerome Baker play so well um, when he was moved to the outside. Um, You know, he's not as great. Against the run is you know, you maybe like him to be as an inside linebacker, but he blitzes really well. He can cover running backs in space. Um, So, you know, I I think that inside linebacker, and I wrote about this, um, you know, last week, it's kind of an underrated, um, you know, position that can maybe get a major upgrade in in the draft. I think there's a lot of guys on day two, maybe even day three, who have really, really intriguing skill sets. Um, and, and, you know, could present a really, really intriguing option for the Dolphins to take, you know, one guy that I wrote about is Alabama's Christian Harris. Um, you know. He's kind of in terms of size, you know, he, he he's definitely a lot bigger than Jerome Baker. He's 6'3", 250, 260, so he can definitely hold his own in a run. Um, but, you know, he played in a pro-style defense at Alabama under Nick Saban. So he was asked to do a lot of the things um, that maybe he'd be asked to do in this defense um, that's going to be run by Josh Boyer in 2022. Um, you know, he was a three-year start at Alabama, so he has a lot of experience. Um, you know, he wasn't able to necessarily put it together in terms of being like one of the the star players on the defense. Um, You know, he struggled with consistency, his awareness. Um, But again, um, in terms of kind of the familiarity and, you know, the ability to transition from, you know, what was a pro style like offense, or excuse me, defense at Alabama to, you know, a pro style offense in Miami, I think that he's definitely a guy who has um, a skill set that would really, really compliment um, Jerome Baker well. And the last guy I'm definitely keeping my eye out in terms of the linebacker spot on defense is is Chad Muma. He's a guy who, uh, you know, I've I've come to learn a lot more about in a couple in the past couple of weeks. He was at uh, the Senior Bowl um, in Mobile last month. He had a really, really good uh, showing there. Um, and he he's one of those guys who's like kind of like uh josh Allen. he he was coming out of wyoming you know the small school prospect um didn't have a ton of eyes on him but he was just extremely extremely productive you know he was um at the top of the league in, in tackles he's a former um converted converted safety so he has a lot of those kind of coverage skills um that you don't see out of a lot of linebackers um but he's big you know he he, he can kind of do it all he's six two six three like like Christian Harris um, has a lot of size um, and flies to the ball. You know, you don't, you don't get all those tackles by accident. So you know he just has a nose for being around the ball. Um, So again, you know, at that inside linebacker spot, it's not about necessarily maybe getting like a star. Um, You know, there's a lot of talk about getting like the next Michael Parsons who can just do everything. I mean, it's really tough to, to find that. I mean, those guys are Michael Parsons seems like a generational prospect, Um, but for the Dolphins, it's about kind of like filling out the rest of that defense. And in terms of finding somebody that can complement um jerome baker and maybe have him kind of play more on the outside where he's really thrived i think those are some guys that can really really provide an impact um and again i think the dolphins will have their eyes on a lot of prospects not just the offensive linemen not just the wide receivers not just the offensive guys uh there's definitely going to be a lot of options on the table at number 29 so it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that unfolds as the roster kind of comes into place with a uh, free agency and whatnot uh, so that brings us to the end of the the first half of the pod. Um, we're going to take a short break, but when uh, we come back, I'm going to share some clips from my interview with Mike McDaniel on Tuesday afternoon. Really appreciated uh, his um, insight. You know, he broke down some film with me, um, then he answered a bunch of questions. You know, we were talking Tua, we were talking Mike Kosecki uh you know how he's adjusted to miami even throwing a little tupac biggie question because he's a big rap fan um so i really enjoyed this talk and i'm excited to share some of that uh with uh with you guys as well so stay locked with us I'm sure all the days feel kind of blended together, <laughs> but um, I guess so far, how has the job been like what you expected, and how has it maybe not been like what you expected? And I don't mean that in a, in a negative way, just maybe something that you just didn't didn't foresee.
1: Now, ironically, the um, I went into it having I, I've gone into the job bearing witness to several peers, um, uh, being being in the same situation. So I was afforded yeah. that experience, not on job experience, but because of that, it's been pretty much what I've expected. Um, and what I've expected is the unexpected. Yeah. And that's as literal as I could put it, but that's so, uh, every day you have an idea of what you want to get done, but you know that it could be derailed by, by something more pressing. And you just adjust on the fly. And, um, I will say that 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 type of mindset and just the 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 energy that that takes um, I'm getting used to. At the end of the week, I'm more tired than I'm than I've been used to being. But yeah. it's I equate it to like in season weeks one through three, you're always more tired than weeks six through whatever. So. That that's something that I knew was probably going to come, but I just hadn't thought about it in a while. So um, at the end of the week, I get a little tired, and um, and or various people in the in the building send me home and I get <laughs> rest, and I come back at it and fight another day. Um, it's it's a uh, uh, it's more rewarding in the short term than I could have necessarily expected. That's one thing you can't put yourself you can't put yourself in you can't really know the feeling of, um, you know, what it feels like to have a good day at the office as a head coach. Um, and there's, we're zero and zero, but if you approach every day with the right way, you, you shouldn't, you should feel like there's wins in the off season. And those days um, when I've pro, when I felt like I approached things the right way and, maybe, um, handled a tough situation, um, well, or, um, even, even when I don't handle things well, but I feel like I'm supported in the building, working, working with all the special people I get to work with, um, it, it feels, it, it it has been more fulfilling than I could have realized, I guess.
0: Yeah, true. Um, obviously it's, it's been, you said the Days blend together. It's been kind of a whirlwind. So you you come in, um, you're introduced about a week or two later. You have your staff. Um, before you know it, I mean, I, I talked to some of the assistants, and they said, you know, I'm getting ready for the combine. Um, h- how have you balanced and kind of gone about not only evaluating the current roster, but, you know, obviously the draft prospects, and then even, you know, other players who might be available in free agency as that closely. Uh, no, it's
1: a, it's a hard balance, but that's um... – you're not the first, nor will be the last to do it. So you just try to do it to the best of your ability. But you, the first and foremost, I wanted to make sure that uh, I was going to be relying heavily um, on all the the coaches. So I dove full into that and made that a mission. While while trying to keep abreast of, of anything that was happening, and then you're then you're just jumping in and you, you don't feel comfortable having any downtime um because you're trying to catch back up to the to the other teams um but you know i've been fortunate enough to this is my seventh different team that i've been on so i've been a part of uh i i know what where you should kind of be at and, and the tempo stuff and then um you know i have a very very experienced uh GM that I work with on a day-to-day basis that um, I, I never feel overwhelmed with all that stuff because I, I know his, his, the, our working relationship, I trust him to the nth degree and he's uh, I, I don't have to be in two spots at once. He's, he's, ta- he's right in the ship and um, you know that communication really alleviates a lot of the potential anxiety um feeling like wow you have to you have to
0: build Rome in one day no you don't
1: gotcha. You just have to have good days work stacked on top of each other
0: so there's a lot of obvious intrigue in your offense what are you like the scheme that you're going to bring in um I guess so where are you in terms of kind of crafting that obviously you know you want to blend it to fit the skills of your players but like I taking steps to do that. Where's that process? And, um, you know, obviously it's going to be really centered around uh, Tua. Um, just what input would you expect him and do you expect him to have as you go along that process?
1: Um, we're In a good spot, um, teaching the, uh, the exact verbiage and and the way we want to set our foundation of our language and our system to the players, mm-hmm. which is all you really want to get, Two for OTAs and in um, the offseason because you you're you, people don't quite understand but you're really teaching them a new language. Um, and I think this will be what two to six different language um, in football that he's had like in yeah however many years to call it. So um, you don't want to you want to. Refine that teaching mechanism, make sure all the coaches are on the same page with how you want to communicate and how you want to identify defenses, how you want to call formations and call protections and pass plays and run plays and all that. And you just get a foundational set, foundation set to a certain degree um, that allows you to grow within your, within your skill set, within your, all your players that, you know, you don't know. Um, your final product of a uh, ninety-man roster until you know after the draft. Mm-hmm. So you're just leaving wiggle room, not making sure the foundation is set um, correctly, so that you can emphasize mm-hmm. the position-specific details really, and then um, letting it go from there. Now, as far as feedback, um, it's more of a uh, it's more of a Creating a, creating, uh, an atmosphere for easy dialogue, that, that, two is able to, um, you know there'll be some stuff that we ask him that he hasn't done, and we'll be forthright with it with, with like, hey, we should try this for a little while, because you don't want to just get a knee jerk reaction. I don't like this. It's the first day. You want to train him at it. But then it's very, very important that he feels comfortable to communicate back to you hey, I don't like this because of X. Yeah. After a given time of diving into that, that's where um, he'll be invaluable because we want players to play their best, for them to play their best. They have to be confident in what they're trying to execute. So you have to, it's a balancing act between, yeah, you got to jump into it, see, see what headway you can make but then you also need to be like hey
0: coach yeah this is my jam
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, well just got gotcha. you um when you when you look at the offensive line obviously that's a big point of emphasis you know amongst fans and kind of getting that young group um the right way i think that there's um there's definitely i don't see a scenario where maybe you just bring in five new guys. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of young guys there that they need to be taught, be developed. I mean, what's your evaluation of that group and specifically guys like uh, like Liam Eikenberg and Austin Jackson who they've been just kind of moved around a lot? Do you have a better sense of how they fit in your scheme and where, I mean, exactly they might play? Because, like I said, they've, they've been in different spots early on in their career.
1: No, I think um, there's a lot of guys that I'm excited about on the offensive line. I think a lot more excited than uh, – I think our, our coaching staff is more excited than probably – um, that, that whatever their output or however you look at it, there's so many things that go into offensive line play um, that I think coaches can control. And I, I feel good about the human beings that are there. We're always looking to get um, the best players and of, of the right value. And, you know, we have free agency coming up and the draft um, and we're not ever going to put blinders on and say, no, we're good, um, but I have a very confident and high expectation that, you know, the coaches that we've hired um, can can develop a lot of these guys because I do think there is some talent that um, I, I think that and there's some hunger and they hear that noise too. And that's a driving force and excited to move forward with, with our guys and um, we'll, we'll, we'll add things together chris and i will um that will make the dolphins better in our professional opinion um and there's a lot of different avenues to do that so it's a uh, it's a moving evolving process um but I, I feel good with um the the young guys and excited coaching
0: uh, one last part i want to ask about and um, it's it's Mike Isecki. Um I know obviously he's a he's a pending free agent, so I don't want to ask too much about you know what are your plans and whatnot. But um, when when you look at his skill set, um, you know he might have a reputation of not being you know a stellar blocker. And um, the, apparently, there's a lot of importance on blocking, especially at the tight end position. Just big picture, what what do you see uh, his skill set and how it can kind of fit in the in this offense that you seek to bring?
1: Generally, I don't. Uh... Whether you call it an optimist or um, the way I've always looked at players is I kind of identify what, they're, what they can do unless of what they can't. Uh, and there's, there's some things about Mike's game that is um, uh, very beneficial for an offense. Um, there, there's a lot of uh, stuff in the pass game that he's, he's uh, exceptional at. Um, so I get why people talk that way. I, I I do think he's a competitive player that is a team player. Um, so there's multiple ways that we've used guys just like him because um, everybody is involved in the run game and he, he is capable of blocking. You just have to um, uh, tailor everything that you do to your guys given skill set um, to put them in good positions to succeed. So, um, I think he he's a uh, it'll be very uh, exciting and interesting moving forward. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen. I hope he's a Miami Dolphin um, for sure. Um, but there's a uh, you know, we're just going to chop wood and move forward and not give you the, uh, the answer keys to the test so that
0: the rest of the league knows. I guess taking a step back, just how how have you enjoyed the move to Miami? I mean, do you find yourself getting, like, noticed by fans in public and and whatnot? Just just how have you enjoyed the entire
1: move? Um, Miami's awesome, man. I I pictured that it was an exciting place, but I just – it's kind of like putting a face to a name. Like, the people um, are really cool. There's a lot of culture down here. Um, and there's just a lot of vibrance and enthusiasm. That's been awesome. Um, yeah, I've been noticed more than I've been noticed in the past. Um, but I guess being an only child, you know, it kind of fit. I always thought people were noticing me and I, I guess I'm just finding out now that most of my life they didn't. Um, so it's, it's, it, it is, it's to be expected. It's part of the, part of the job, part of what you sign up for. Um, but there's, uh. Yeah, a lot of a lot of new friends and handshakes and and names that um, I'm trying to remember. But I know at some point I'm not going to remember everybody's.
0: Gotcha. And, and then one quick last rapid fire question. Um, I'm a big music guy, obviously. The the Mike Jones reference, mm-hmm. you know, caught a lot of people. And, and you know, kind of, I feel like you. Uh, I, I feel like that was the moment that Dolphins Twitter was really sold on you as as the head coach. That surprisingly, um, big year Tupac. I just 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 got to know.
1: I mean haven't been asked that question in like a decade so, <laughs> um me personally I was a biggie guy but okay. I really respect I mean they're both elite it and were um, were savants and their craft so that's not to take anything away from tupac but yeah i
0: I had more biggie albums than Tupac albums yeah I, I was a biggie guy myself yeah. my, my best friend is, is a tupac fan and we just in college, we'd always go back and forth. So I was just curious. What's well, an impossible question to answer? So <laughs> yeah, it's an endless debate. That's true, but I, I won't. I won't go back and forth on you. Right. I appreciate it. Dude, was fun. Appreciate the time. You know. Watch
1: football for first time in a while.
0: <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Uh, first half of the pod, I was sharing some uh, some of my thoughts on the NFL draft, uh, uh, scouting combine, and you know just. Looking forward to talking to some prospects and um kind of getting a look at the at the top prospects in this in this draft cycle. Um, you know, I teased it a little bit. Um, you know, if you haven't already, um, read my Q and A with Mike McDaniel, um, uh, two from Tuesday, um, definitely go to the Miami Hero, Real, MiamiHero.com and check that out. Um, I definitely want to share some clips from, uh, that interview, you know, talked for 30 minutes with him, which I really appreciate the time. Um, again, the first half, you we were breaking down a lot of film, which um, I'm really excited to put together for a story, um, to coming out date to be, to be determined. Um, but I'm really excited to kind of share his insight into the um, offense that he seeks to bring to Miami. Um, but the second half of our talk was, you know, just kind of all encompassing. You know, we talked a lot about um, just what the past couple of weeks have been like for him, you know, being introduced as, as head coach of the Dolphins, getting his staff, um, getting ready for free agency and the draft and just everything the offseason uh, entails um, and, and really breaking down some players on the team and um, his vision for that for those players, for the team, um, for just kind of trying to turn around this franchise as a whole. Um, So I'm really excited to share some of these clips. So uh, here we go again i really appreciate uh mike mcdaniel um you know setting aside some time ahead of you know a really busy week to talk with me about um just really anything i wanted it was it was you know everything was you know on the table in terms of um you know breaking down film and just talking about his vision for the team and i really uh appreciate the insight and i hope you guys kind of learn some new stuff as well um again i'm um, Set a uh, schedule to speak to him uh, Wednesday afternoon uh, currently reporting this recording this Tuesday night. Um, so we're going to have a, a lot more content from his availability when he speaks to reporters as well as um, a lot more content from this week at the NFL scouting combine talking to draft prospects, whatever nuggets may come up, you know, all the. There's a bunch of executives, a bunch of coaches, a bunch of reporters all gathered here. So definitely a lot of, a lot of talking about what's going on in the NFL. So, uh, we'll be reporting that, um, as the week goes on. Uh, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in depth podcast. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, it's- I keep on saying it. it's been a it's been a whirlwind process, you know from uh you know the, the firing of Brian Forrest to the lawsuit to uh the team hiring Mike McDaniel to you know really moving forward with uh this new regime and this new vision for the team um you know I know it's been a lot to to keep up with uh but i but I've been happy to do that, and I hope that uh, you guys have really been enjoying the coverage. Um, so again, um, really looking forward to this week. Um, I'll be back next week to talk more about, uh, my trip to Indy for the combine, as well as whatever is going on in the world of the dolphins. Uh, but until then you guys take care. Bye.